0: you might not be glad that you did.
1: There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something the that we never Welcome to Fury's Finest Podcast about Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Marvel Universe My name is Jesse Akin and I'm joined by my co's, Chris Bruffett How are you doing today, Chris? Jesse, I'm doing great, man. They finally
2: gave me what I wanted. I finally <laughs> got a look at some some uh, at least a character card for Blob uh, right. or Pyro and of course we, we get to see Blob I'm a very happy camper at the moment remains to be seen if he's actually good or not and now, I talk Mass, I say to you, give me
1: Pyro, you cowards. Wow, there it is. First of all, Chris, he is good. <laughs> and I, I think <laughs> he's exactly what we thought he'd be. He's, he's scary good. I'm less interested in Blava, I'm more interested in Pyro, so I'm very excited to see what that is. And you and I will probably talk about this on this show soon. Can't wait. Pyro's actually got some really cool lore and history, too, we could talk about on our yeah. pod- very podcast. But we're not talking about the news today. And we're not alone we're not alone. We have someone to introduce on the show yet again. It's Dr. D. Dylan back with us today. How are you doing today, Dylan?
0: Uh, I've never been better in my entire life. How about you?
1: Hey, Same. I mean, I say as I'm fighting back all this uh, sickness, but we made it here. Dylan and Chris are sustaining me. And more more importantly, we got these painting contest entries and a finished season to talk about today. That's kind of sustaining me through this uh, illness that keeps persisting at this household here. And uh, I'm really excited to talk about with Dylan and Chris today because this painting contest with no name is over, right guys?
0: It sure is. It's like a, it's a spirit bomb. Everybody's lifting their hands up to send you their energy,
1: man. That's exactly what I was thinking. And it's helping me get through and we're through with this summer season. So today's episode is going to be just like our previous episode we did for the painting gallery with no name, where we Discuss how the season went, discuss our honorable mentions and some things that really stuck out to us, and discuss the first and second place winners. And then, of course, Dylan and Chris, those participation prize winners, which is very exciting because a lot of winners there. But I think we just got to get right into it and go to some business. Fury's Finest is
2: supported by Discount Games Inc. Go to DiscountGamesInc.com for all your Marvel Crisis Protocol
1: needs. Our patrons support Fury's Finest at patreon.com slash Finest. If you enjoy the show, consider supporting it with a monthly contribution. We take this time to thank all of our patrons for their support. This week, we want to send a very special shout out to our patron
2: of the week, the MCP Slayer, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie.
0: Can I take the time to thank him personally? Go for it. Thanks, Jamie. You're doing, you're doing a great job, man good to have you
1: absolutely and thank you jamie for joining the patron discord because we see you on there a lot so it's cool to see jamie's name come up on the list and of course we cannot do this show without our avenger producers rusty dylan wait dylan's here that's me nathan brian and rich thanks guys all right guys let's let's get over to our painting contest results Okay, so we just mentioned at top of the show, the summer season is now over. That's right, we're about to start the fall season, we'll announce that at the end of this segment. But I guess just to kind of throw out some discussions and thoughts at the top before we get into some of our mentions, Chris, what were your thoughts about how the season went? I'm absolutely blown
2: away by the quality of the entries is how I thought the season went, Jesse. Dylan, what do you think?
0: I don't know. Like The best way to put it is that the, like all most of the entries for the last one were great. They somehow managed to step it up. The the entries this time are even better. Uh, I think there's more of them. I actually didn't count it up very specific, like the specific numbers, but I think we got more entries this time, and all of them were. They weren't good. They were great.
2: Yeah, seriously, (laughs) instantly great. Everybody who put anything into this, great job, and thank you very much.
1: Oh, absolutely. I echo everything you guys are saying. And maybe it's one of the situations, Dylan, where it's like the first season was so fun and went so well for it to be a first dive into this journey that Dylan started for us here on the podcast. And now we're in season two. And it's like, it seems like everyone lifted the floor up. I'm sorry, I'm repeating everything I said the first time, but I really mean it this time even more so. I'd be happy fielding any of these models in my list in my entire collection. And it seems like the floor was just raised and we're kind of put in this position where everything's so good. Like you said, Dylan, and we're kind of like wondering who's going to win. How do I cast my vote? Yeah, it can
0: only, I I mean, I got multiple messages and just people saying in the discord, they were like, they legitimately had difficulty making the vote. And I was, (laughs) I was asked if uh, they could vote a couple of people could vote more than once. (laughs) So I was like, sadly, (laughs) no, (laughs) But It uh, it worked out in the end. But yeah, that kind of uh, just, you know, uh, really illustrates how good this this one was.
1: No, absolutely. And if you're a new listener to the podcast, or maybe missed our first competition, the way the competition works is we do this quarterly people submit a entry for the season, and then we vote on it in the the Furious Finest patron discord at the end of that said season. And we basically have a week of voting. After that week of voting, we close the voting. Dylan shows us the results, who got first place, who got second. And then we randomize a bunch of raffle winners for participation prizes after that. We got some interesting results today, guys. And we're going to start off with something really fun. We're going to talk about our honorable mentions, stuff just that, kind of stood out to us from this competition before we get to our each individual top three models. And we're going to jump right into that. All right, Jesse, let's get to it. The first honorable mention,
2: and the way we're going to kind of refer to these is how they are listed in the voting
1: gallery. So the gallery Chris is referring to is the Flickr gallery we assembled. So thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Eric, for making this gallery happen because last time we had a gallery on the Discord and a lot of listeners that were not patrons asked if they could see the gallery and we didn't have access to that because it was only in the Discord. So now this is out in the public. This is uh, permanent going forward. So we'll have this Asgard gallery and then the next season's gallery will be there. So I will link the Flickr gallery in the show notes and on the social media pages appropriately and respectively. So if you're having trouble finding it at those places, just message us on one of the social media pages and we get it to you. But it should be on the social media pages and more importantly, in this episode's show notes. So you can follow along at home right now.
2: Yes. Listeners at home, please play along as I mention these honorable mentions.
0: Let me say one thing before you do these honorable mentions, all right? I got, I got a little bit of business that I want to take care of here. <laughs> Let me tell you. So if you see Eric or you know him in person, give, give him a fiver because that guy... Not only did he have to deal with my stupidity, but he helped make this very well-oiled machine that is now the voting system in the Flickr. Couldn't have asked for a better partner in crime on that one. So seriously, big high five if I ever meet him. When I do eventually meet him in person, I'm going to give him a big old hug because he seriously took a lot of headache off of me and he made this a much better run operation, let me tell you. And then the other one I want to make sure I thank is Rusty. He gave me a lot of... Prize support for this next, uh, you know, for this one and all the ones to see from, you know, all the contests from here. So right. we have a lot better choices for prizes this time, which I think is only going to, once people actually see it, I think it is going to inspire them to want to make sure they get in. Cause the more people we have join in, the more stuff we give away. So I right. don't want to hold on to all this stuff cause it's awesome. And if I have to hold on to all of it, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take it all. I don't want to do that. I want to give it to you guys. So. <laughs> Make sure you join this uh, this season. Perfect. All right. Now go to your honorable mention. Do it.
1: Thank you.
0: (laughs) Perfect (laughs) handoff.
2: (laughs) So our first honorable mention, of course, is going to be Scourge number two, affectionately known as Behold My Stuff. That's our name we came up with here. Yeah.
0: Because when you think of memes that come out of Marvel movies, which there's a lot of them, right? The behold sure. my stuff one is probably my favorite and it is classic. <laughs> it's so good when you see, uh, Aramir <laughs> show up on the screen.
1: That's right. With his
0: bald head <laughs> telling behold.
1: This is a great scourge. So we're hinting at it, but we'll talk about it. This scourge has a lot of extra basing work and weapons and whiskey bottles and crates of ammo on his base, which is perfect. And shout out to the painter who did this because that whiskey bottle has some detail work on it. It's definitely a Jack Daniels bottle. And uh, yeah, a lot of extra guns and ammunition and just a well-painted scourge in blue of all things, which I really like. Love that.
0: I was going to say, it's a lot better than the... I like those color choices more than the studio one. Absolutely. Just, black and blue is just classic. And it really brings out the face, because you have the much brighter skin tones compared to like the darker just palette.
1: Yeah, and I like creatively, too, that this is a midpoint between the comic look and the MCU look.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So it's kind of like best of both worlds. And that really speaks a lot to me. Amazing model, and this base kind of sells it.
0: But we should say, uh, behold this honorable mention.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Oh, you're fired. <laughs> Gentlemen, we do have
2: to move on to the next honorable mention. That's right. And that one is one of my favorites. Heimdall number six, metallic metals Bifrost. Now, this is a, a wonderful take on Heimdall. The Bifrost is not the rainbow bridge here. It is an all metallic, very yep. kind of natural metallic. We've got like a copper fading into maybe a brass into, yep. you know, a steel into an iron, some
1: beautiful obsidian in there too. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. We went with a movie, the Idris Elba look for Heimdall himself, whom is sporting an excellent, maybe bronze, golden tone armor, uh very in for the summer. Well toned. <laughs> That's uh, true. And, 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 and honestly, an excellently done uh, fur cape. So, on all like wonderful model color choices were great. It's a very kind of dark model. Uh, the, the armor really pops in a great way. Let me, you know, stop. So you guys can get a word in edgewise here.
0: I would say if I had to guess that these are probably color shift paints.
1: Ooh. Yeah. I think
0: if I had to guess, because yeah. I think that's usually how they appear in like uh pictures. So I think, I feel like this is one of those ones where like in person, it would be like, like, way more vibrant, and I think be even better, obviously. Yeah. Because that's usually how those color shifts work. They always come off, like, when you take pictures of them, they always have, like, a very, like, signature look.
2: Well, that leaves us uh, with only one choice. The painter of this is going to have to send me this Heimdall <laughs>
1: for a review. <laughs> yes, yeah, I would being remiss if I'd mentioned while we're here, this also Heimdall also had a different custom base because you guys know I'm a basing guy here. And this Heimdall's on a rocky base. There was some conversions, like there was a rocky base elements pulled from another game system or something, put on top of the standard base. And I think that really sells this look too because it's not just like this metallic obsidian sort of crystalline stone look on a city base. We've got like a rocky base, which kind of sells it more, right?
0: Because it, it looks like he's like standing on a rune of some yeah.
1: kind. Like it's some sort of ruins with a rune or rocky. Yeah. Th- there's something going on and I, it's not the city asphalt for sure.
0: Yeah. Which I think always adds to models in
1: MCP. Definitely. So that, that's always gets a mention for me, but Dylan, I'm going to pass this off to you because Our final honorable mention before we get to our top three models each is a very special one. And I want you to go in depth on this because there's a lot of models and you got to save the best for last, but let's get the first part out of the way, which is no short of six Asgardians by one painter.
0: So obviously I get all these in emails and I noticed that this one guy, I'm going to just say his name, Adam H, right? Dude, you're a trooper if I've ever seen anybody that was willing to go the extra mile. This guy said, I see like a ton of these emails, and I'm like, okay, maybe it's just like he made some kind of mistake or whatever. No, <laughs> he didn't put in one submission. He put in <laughs> put in six separately painted Asgardians. All of them very good, and it was. I was heartbroken. It's almost like you can only put one in, but we're obviously going to show them all off because they're awesome. <laughs> so this guy, man, he he went full send, and he sent me Loki, Angela, Enchantress, Heimdall, Hella and scourge and uh suffice to say i was uh mad impressed did you guys get a chance to look at all of them like i did
2: yes absolutely and i have to say on the enchantress the use of you know obviously green he did a great job exhibiting mastery of the color i do
1: believe oh yeah absolutely and our only enchantress in the competition right
0: Uh, i think so yeah because there's one valkyrie and only one hella that were actually like official. But yeah, I think he was the only one that actually did, actually did Enchantress, which is crazy. because it's a great model.
1: And Chris, you say obviously green. Some of, some of us are weird out here. And we like to our Enchantress and purple. Those people are weird, Jesse. That's me. That's, That's me. Um, <laughs> I also like that he did subtle tweaks with his models. So this always speaks to me. I try to do similar things in my games, especially my war games, right? Where you've got a lot of guys with the same pose. He did certain things where like, he posed characters in different ways, like their arms and heads were slightly tilted or changed. And that always, to me, is really fun because that kind of accentuates your models from the pack. Case in point, his Loki, which was actually his entry in the contest, has his staff on the ground, kind of has his head looking upwards and his hand down, kind of more of a uh, royalty pose of Loki rather than a spell casting pose of Loki, if that makes sense, right? So just subtle changes with the... Sculpts. His Hella also is rotating her head, looking kind of more towards her target rather than where her hand is with the AMG sculpt. Just different things like that really speak to me, and I really like it a lot. And yeah, he did a classic Scourge too, which not easy to do. Yellow. Yeah. Yellow's, Yellow's always tough. tough.
0: And let me give you a little behind the scenes. He said that he picked the Loki because that was the one his wife said was the best. I agreed with her. So uh congratulations, Adam's wife. You have a fine taste in the models.
1: Very good. Okay, so thank you, Adam, for basically submitting an entire Asgard roster to the competition. All you lack is Thor and Valkyrie. And I'm really excited for you because it seems like if you get Thor and Valkyrie painted up and just A2 threat of your choice, you can just play Asgard now when you want. <laughs> right? Like that's just a yeah, thing. And an awesome looking Asgard team at
2: that. Right. So and post
1: we- that
0: on the Discord.
1: We will definitely post it in the Discord, Dylan. And something we didn't mention this is audio format. And, you know, hopefully you're following along at home. But if you can't follow along at home, we're trying to describe some of the settings of these pictures. Cause I think something we talked about in our last episode extensively was kind of setting the stage of your model. All these models from Adam, he's got them staged in fun ways. Like he's got a ruins. Set and he's got them on the ruins, and you know, that's just that extra level of interest and commitment that we really like here on this very podcast.
0: I imagine that his boards must look really cool if that's what he uses to stage his pictures.
1: I agree, I mean, they have to be right, they have to be.
0: But this, uh, this last one,
1: (laughs) last honorable mention is, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, the ultimate honorable mention, because this was. Not legal for the contest, but has to be mentioned. Yeah. Because it's so well done.
0: This guy's ability to mod his models is infinity gauntlet level strength. He snapped and he made this MODOK model. <laughs> Do you, would you like to describe it, Jesse? I don't think I could.
1: So imagine if Modoc's chair, as ridiculous as it is already in, in Marvel lore. We're going full canon here. It's pretty ridiculous. Imagine if it was powered by potentially some Willy Wonka... Cotton candy elements, right? because <laughs> it is shooting out cotton candy. It's pink flames. And that's setting the stage for the Modoc, which is a full-on, classic clown. Maybe even Pennywise inspired, but definitely not Pennywise. But that classic clown with the white makeup, red cheeks—you know, the black and white alternating jumpsuit, red gloves, red red clown shoes. Which keep in mind when I say clown shoes, these Modoc feet have been extended massively. Yes, they They're actually more in line with his head size. But Dylan, we got to top this all off with—we've got clown makeup around the eyes, the mouth, the lips. Of course, I mentioned the cheeks, but this kind of comes in full fruition with a rainbow painted hair.
0: No, hold on. You forgot the classic I was smoker to do it. stained coffee stained teeth <laughs> from being a clown with oh, yellowing teeth.
1: Well, I was saving the best for last, which is in fact <laughs> a a nose mod. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the nose on this model is not part of the original sprue no 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 this is some sort of hobby crafted nose that is made out of some sort of fabric straight out of a you know looks just straight like a clown nose you know that red fabric we're all familiar with so much it's terrifying this is terrifying and when he's blanking your wilds this this hurts even more because <laughs> from fear <laughs> he's already one of the most oppressive models on the table if he's rolling average right and this moduck i think is rolling above average every time he has to he just has to He's out of control.
0: Everyone laughs before the will of MODOK.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I was not expecting on an Asgard competition to get a clown, <laughs> Ronald clown McDonald, Modok. Pennywise-looking MODOK, but we got it, and it's excellent. You know, we're kind of laughing here and stuff, but let's talk about the paint job here, Dylan. This it's is a good really paint job.
0: Good. It's like a really well-painted model. This is a man who loves his craft. Let's just... Just put it out there. You know, it's like, not only did he take the theme, but he did it well, really well.
1: <laughs> and I love that, like, this person is having fun with this, because let's be honest, like, if you really put a, a canon Modoc next to this, I mean, is really one more ridiculous than the other? Not really.
0: <laughs> not really. <laughs> let's no, be sure. real.
1: So, you know so i mean this is just kind of leaning into the character that is modok i mean and marvel's a wonderful play space for this very thing you know because it, it's very well done and let's also mention too the cotton candy smoke there's a little pink osl on the base just <laughs> a little nice, bit you nice, know
0: absolutely.
1: so that little <laughs> and i love that thor's in the background like look hey i painted asgardian <laughs>
0: guardian. I don't know if he thought it was going to get through. I don't know what he was thinking. But yeah, there there was definitely as guardians in the picture.
1: (laughs) Very true. I'm very pleased. This person is excellent, and um, if they don't get the participation prize, I'm just saying I I hope this model strikes fear into all their enemies.
0: Can you imagine bumping into this guy in an alley?
1: No. (laughs) I'd like to keep it that way. Thank you.
0: Am I a joke to you?
1: (laughs) We all float too. But now it's time to move on to our top three models like we did last episode. So a little precursor for you at home. Last time we did this very thing, which we're going to do every time at the end of the season, which is so fun. Chris, myself, and Dylan are all going to talk about some models that stood out to us individually before Dylan actually reveals the results to Chris and I. And on top of that, after we we reveal the first and second place winners, we're going to roll the dice on some raffles and talk about some participation prize winners. So we're going to start off our top three models with Chris. Chris, what's your first top three model? Now, I do want to
2: say that my top three models are in no particular order. Same with mine. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is Scourge number four. Scourge four is wonderfully presented on a it looks like a semi professional ish, you know, photo background. Lighting is very good. The use of yellow in the model is mm. really what draws my eye. And the fact that the yellow is so well highlighted without really being, it's somehow still muted in, in kind of a way. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's a really well-painted model all the way around and uh, it really really caught my eye and i love it muted mustard
1: yellow is very hard to do right
0: yeah the secret i've learned when it comes to painting yellows which this guy's you know obviously nailed is a yellow is nothing without the brown that supports it like so below it, it? yeah and people that just try to like paint a straight yellow are always going to be disappointed just because yeah. it just doesn't work but this guy clearly understands how to use browns because even like in the musculature, you can like see the recessed like darker browns and it just makes it just makes it all just work. Pulls
1: it all together. Exactly. And I don't know if we painted the picture enough for the listeners at home, but listeners at home, if you're not looking on the Flickr page, this is a canon comic book book. Scourge, and I'm just gonna say it, guys, while we're here on the air. This is better than the AMG studio one. I Uh-oh. agree with that. No, hot hot take, takes. I'm I'm with them on that one. I mean, it makes me it's awesome, dude. Really it's appreciate really the awesome combat style. Yeah. Because the, the pink on the chest with this muted yellow, which was clearly mm-hmm. done by hand, you can see it. And then you've got elements like the black leather. And the gold. I really like his use of the gold for the severed head on the az- the optional yeah, Asgardian really head on the on the bottom. Didn't have to do a gold head there, but he did gold head. And then he some gold elements on his axe. Very nice.
0: And um, this occurred to me, but the uh, the mustache facial hair thing reminds me of Carl from under Underforce, so you get a big 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 uh big uh big thumbs up from me. A big
2: stone cold lock of the century <laughs>
1: <about> a week. <laughs> Very good. So yeah, great choice, Chris. Uh probably one of the better comic book canon scourges I've ever seen, and uh would love to see this on the table. Would love yeah, to see it. One hundred percent. Who's your number two pick for your top three models? Well, we're going to
2: follow up my scourge pick with a couple of Heimdalls. All right. And the first heimdall. A a gaggle of heimdalls.
1: <laughs> idris's
2: <laughs> <a snow> <laughs>
1: Idris um, is the scientific. If we had Idri, the world would be a lot better place. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. And the Heimdall I chose is okay. Heimdall number eight. This is the first one I want to talk about. And the, the thing that catches the eye immediately while scrolling the, the kind of scrolling the gallery is the backdrop. It's on a wonderful forest board. Heimdall is it. just chilling <laughs> somewhere. In a, a uh, an evergreen forest. So presumably, you know, somewhere, somewhere Viking-ish, I guess. I don't or know.
0: Nine realms, right?
1: Yeah, somewhere, man. Who knows? Use of depth with the camera lens, yeah, right? Excellent. It's these these are some
2: great pictures. But look, let's not take away from the actual paint job here. This is outstanding. It's uh non-metallic on the armor. So maybe it's a leather armor, but also it, it looks non-metallic paints, uh metallic to me, and I think it's very well done. Same with the sword. The purple pants got kind of a Lakers look going on, which yeah. I appreciate. Choice. No, seriously, it looks great. Sure. Agreed. I didn't
0: even think of that.
2: There's a little bit of modification been done on the uh, fur, it looks like, that Heimdall's wearing. I think it's supposed to be
0: his hair. because it's a, I think he's right. supposed to be an Elba.
1: You're he's right. he an Elba with the dreads in the front yeah, and the back. The so That's some custom it's green sick, stuff.
0: man mm-hmm. That's awesome.
2: And then the kind of star of the show here we have a a rainbow colored bifrost with just excellent gradation and wonderful edge highlighting
1: it's very very well done perfect he's in a forest setting which we talked about with great use of the depth of the camera and the terrain set up around him but his base is also a forest base like he has teleported himself to this forest so the base has grass hills Tufts of grass On top of that So I don't know It just really sells it to me Like it's all yeah, man, there it's,
0: It contrasts well With the magic My Yeah and I, I
1: think The purple's really inspired On top of the yeah, dress. 100% the, sure. the, the purple pants I think they're great I think gloves
0: I think it extends Yes gloves. Yep That sword makes me Uncomfortable with how good it is
1: The non-metallic metal On the sword is probably The thing that took This person the longest Right
0: Yeah I can This is look. pretty ah, So
2: good
1: This is all non-metallic This is not There was no cheating Yeah there's cheating no here. Metallic paint on this cheating, On say, this model yeah. at all yeah but chris you mentioned a second heimdall is your final and third pick which heimdall is your next pick well everybody at home if you will flip to <laughs> heimdall number two that's right man mm. this is classic
2: this model. viking heimdall it looks like he's chilling in the armory of a castle he's he's got some wonderful bronze armor excellently done rainbow bridge once again it's just a, an excellently painted model in an awesome awesome setup great edge highlighting on the rainbow bridge once again yeah, and this the is so vibrant this this sword to kind of contrast everything going around behind all the actual sword just looks like this beaten battle-worn mm. like, excellent excellent kind of contrast to everything else happening but
0: you can tell like the rainbow powers in the sword because it's like in the exactly
1: super cool I think Chris kind of nailed it with the Bifrost in this is the star of the show, but also Chris, you talked about the forge and the setting of the castle in this. I think, I We talked about this in the last episode, Dylan, and I think it stands true where it's like, not only is your model so important, but the staging your photos and the quality of your photos. And I feel like this Heimdall to me feels like he is going to this forge to do something very important. You know what I mean? Like he is here and he's sharpening his his sword of the Bifrost, but also like the setting really adds to... The look of this model because the setting is more atmospheric yeah it's atmospheric and it's also somewhat monochromatic and i feel like that's pretty inspired as well because the the bifrost in this time doll is so vibrant that's a good take
0: yeah no it definitely makes the the rainbow colors like really just stand out
1: and kristen talked about it here and i'm gonna talk about it here the base i am taking this idea for his base the stars on the base
0: it's very inspired.
1: Yeah, it's it's sort of a black and white starscape with the dots, right? Like I did for my magic and stuff in, in her sword and in, in her portal. I, I just think this works so well with this model because it kind of, um, it creates a, a darkness to the Bifrost, but also it's evocative of what he's doing. He's kind of channeling the Bifrost, right? So,
0: And I think that, you know, the one of the most, I, th- I and mean, we even talked about this somewhat in the last episode, is that if you want a very... Like, if you want to have an amazing painting, you, uh, you've got to have a good frame. And I think the dark right. base really just creates the frame where your eye knows where to stop. And it just can appreciate everything.
1: No, absolutely. We're, we're in a really interesting spot in the game right now with Malekith out, where it's like this unbelievable model with this unbelievable tiger and this crazy base, because you got Malekith on top, too. It's only really hard to paint, but you've also got to find a way to make Malekith the most prominent feature on top of a crazy base and then a crazy tiger, which are probably the most prominent features just by as, as in if they were gray. Right. So you've got to find ways to get around that. And I feel like this is a good example of that very thing where it's like, if you want to make Malachith pop, maybe look, maybe learn from this Bifrost, right. And this sort of styling with this character. And I'm, I'm really impressed by this. Can't
0: blame you there. But uh, out of curiosity, do you have honorable mentions?
1: I do Dylan. And the first honorable mention Should shock no one, because you guys know my love of all sculpts on this show, especially well-painted all sculpts. It's Scourge number five. So if you're listening at home, like Chris said, drop over to Scourge number five. It's the Trident Scourge, the classic Scourge in the comics, and now in the MCU, where he's doing his final stand with his D and Stroy, his two (laughs) M16s. Dylan, I don't know how... I can explain the grandeur and power of this model. <laughs> For sure. Can you help me? Can you help me?
0: Well, listen, if you're going to use the weapons of Midgar, you have to fully establish what it is, you know, what's it, what it means to use such wonderful guns. And you, you got to have shell casings coming out of the ejection port on these things. You That's right. You <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it just makes sense.
1: And we're not just talking about piles on the ground, which that is here. Just they piles and piles of shell
0: actively falling on the ground,
1: <laughs> <Mid-air>. <laughs> shooting out of of the rifles, so yeah, this person did an incredible job. They used some wire work to each m sixteen and there are shells on the wires slow motion matrix style going towards the ground and Dylan. I'd be remiss not to mention that's a cool conversion. That's great. But this scourge is a great MCU scourge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The the darker colors and like the shiny armor, you can definitely tell this is Hela's executioner.
1: The blue, uh, that blue tone under the silver, right? Like that's, it it really works. And the amount of effort put into these shells, like the piles (laughs) and also painting the base and cleaning up around those shells. I know how hard that is. I did did shells for my Punisher and uh, not this many so amazing and that's a lot of cleanup you know to get the shells nice like looking good on top of like painting the base and absolutely amazing and i guess you know shout out to for the painting submissions here dylan we have this scourge also photoshopped onto like you know its own image too you, you see the image i'm talking about right yeah, like yeah. The, i
0: think it's supposed to be the bifrost
1: yeah yeah just making his something. last stand right yeah making his last stand so once again, I keep echoing what I said at the beginning of the show. Another model I'd take into my list and just, just be amazed. So this, this person knocked out of the park for me. I, I feel like this is an incredible model. My first honorable mention pick.
0: I mean, if you use them, you're going to have to use like Led Zeppelin music in the background. every, every single That's time right. You start
1: attacking. Immigrant song every time. <laughs> every time. But Dylan, moving on to my last two of my top model picks is Angela 2. This model, it's the first on the Flickr page. I'm going to set the stage. This Angela is extremely well-painted, vibrant, which always speaks to me because I always try to paint my models from table height, so I always (laughs) try to go a hair more vibrant than necessary, and... Custom basing, Dylan. Custom basing. Angela is on an alien world. She's scaling a wall, and there's some alien vegetation and and rocks and dirt on the ground. But she's scaling this sort of rock wall. And let's talk about the colors on this man. The golds out of this world.
0: Yeah, it's it's too hot to handle for sure.
1: <laughs> and I like too this Angela kind of made the focus just silver and gold and skin yeah. tone and her red hair, and that was it. And we've talked about the power of making something pop with little colors. And that's what's going on here, honestly.
0: And I think on the ribbons, that looks like freehand. So, oh gosh, that I'm pretty sure that is freehanded. So, that this mad lad deserves extra love for the effort he put into that.
1: It's a crazy thing. Yes, this Angela would be just out of this world for me. Had to mention while we're here because. I think if this Angela didn't have this basing, it just a, an amazing model in this competition. And then you add the basing, and it kind of takes to the next level, right? Yeah, for sure. So it by itself, the paint job is kind of unbelievable.
0: So I think this is a good example of like, we, you know, everybody always wants to praise non-metal metallics and all this. Sure. This is a fantastic example of true metal metallics. It's obviously very well done.
1: With vibrancy that make it not dull, right? Because a depth, yeah. <laughs> That's always the tough part when you do true metallics, is making vibrant enough, right? And yeah. making it really pop with lighting and stuff. This one did that very thing. Kind of insane, just kind of insane.
0: I I do want to know what he used for the base for the rock. I'm assuming it looks like tree bark. I'd guess. I don't know what it is. I want to know what it is
1: for the rock itself.
0: Yeah. Like what actual material
1: did he use? It could be cork with basing material over it. Could be cork.
0: Yeah, that's very possible.
1: Because there's a lot of good basing material on the bottom, and then yeah, we've got these alien tufts, which um, are, are a great choice. So it's very obvious she's on an alien world. Those are
0: gamer grass tufts. Those are. That's right.
1: I've awesome. got some at home right now. <laughs> Gotta love them. Big fan. But Chris and Dylan, I got one more final pick of my top three, and I got one honorable mention that I'll we'll get to, and I'll explain why it's an honorable mention for me. Mighty Thor 1. It's about halfway through the Flickr profile. This is a, another Trident print. This is the Jane Foster Nally Portman Thor. Excellently painted with lots of blue tone in the armor, which I absolutely love. But the most notable thing to mention about this Mighty Thor is the Mjolnir is reassembling itself. Yes, I'm not making this up at home, listener. What a touch. This is crazy. This person kitbashed, cut up the Mjolnir, reassembled. And made it reassembling itself like, like Jane had just thrown it forward and now it's coming back to her. Outstanding.
0: So like this is another example of I don't think this is a true metal model. Right. I like think this is another non metal metallic model. I mean, when you look at Meow Meow, you see the obvious like light coming from the top, but it's like you also see it on the helmet. Because you can see the blue like sky yes. effect on it, which I absolutely love.
1: Yeah. The magic is kind of going off, right? Dissipating around yeah. the hammer
0: as it comes back right. together, yeah.
1: Yeah, and the colors are really good too, like on her suit, like because she does have an interesting darker red and sort of that light blue. Like the MCU kind of taking the Thor colors in different directions. So I, I find that very cool. But my last top mention, as in number four, because I broke the rules, <laughs> is Angela 1. Now, I mentioned Angela 1 because it's out of the competition. So, this individual submitted two models and they chose one of the two to submit. They submitted their Thor. This Angela, Angela 1. It's kind of an unbelievable paint job. Non-metallic metals that are super vibrant golds and silvers. And then we have a custom hand-painted Bifrost base. That's right. Somebody painted a rainbow by hand with uh, lines that separate the sections of the rainbow. Unbelievable, guys, right? The the paint job on this model.
0: When I see the the base, complete and total aside, I think Rainbow Road from Mario Kart, which is a huge plus for me. Love it. Not only does he know, so Liz, this is a classic example of, he knows, he obviously knows what he's doing when it comes to non-manitalics. Because not only does he do it with gold, he does it with the silver. I yes. know. It just works. It's like, the blade damn. for
2: me. It's the blade on that, <laughs> on that double-headed spear thing, whatever, glaive, I guess. Man, the blade on, the both of the blades on that glaive are insanely well done. They look straight off a
1: comic book page. It's Awesome. Well, I I think while we're here, we got to mention this person's actual submission, which is Thor 3. Yeah, it's only fair. It's very similar, right? Like it, it, as in it's Namatalk metal, it's a custom painted Asgardian Bifrost Rainbow Road base, which is a crazy thing. And the Thor is unbelievable as well. The Mjolnir in particular, hand painted, lightning going on it. Oh, yeah. The Angel in particular, just yeah it's incredible the Angela in particular just speaks to me it's one of my favorite entries in this entire contest because the non-metallic gold is so good and so vibrant and so clear and so um i would do no cleanup to this model whatsoever it is perfect shout out to this person who did this angela and thor both right
0: the Thor. i do gotta make sure i state this because it's very important the skin tone on that thor mm, it's so good
1: (laughs) the skin is so good pretty impressive it's so hard MCP to nail down like styles because we've got people to go full comic. We got people to go full like realistic MCU. We got people to go kind of somewhere in the middle. I like this as this is somewhere in the middle. If you guys get what I'm saying where it's like it could go more degrees to the right and be more comic or it could go more degrees to the left and be more kind of real life like war army mm-hmm. type paint job. But I like that it's right in the midpoint. It's serving both sides and it's very vibrant for that. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know. It, I really like that a lot. And I think these models are going to be unbelievable to play on the table. Absolutely. But Dylan, <laughs> that leads us to you because you have three to mention to the group before we get into our winners, right?
0: Yeah. Trust me. I need to take this slow because I'm, I'm trying to rush because I just, I just, they're all so good. <laughs> but also good. Anyway, so we can talk numbers.
1: about every, we can talk about every entry in this contest, right? And, and it will be a three hour podcast. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Episode.
0: So right, my first mention is, uh, you know, a fellow, uh, collaborator on this podcast. I love the man dearly. Uh, he did Thor two for, uh, the people at home turned to page Thor two.
1: Oh and man. Such this a good guy,
0: this mad lad did a lightning bolt going through meow, meow down into the ground. I love this. It's it's so it's awesome. good. I love it.
1: Be careful with this Thor because I did the same right. thing to mine years ago when he came out, and uh, gotta be keep that wire tight, you know, because uh, covet your th- your foam, you know, because uh, you got to protect meow meow as uh, Dylan would say, you know. <laughs> That's something That's I've what learned. It's no, but Dylan, you're right. the 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 color on this, and in particular the glow from Thor's eyes.
0: Yeah, it's so good. I seriously want to know what he made it out of. Like it looks sparkly. I'm, I'm going to guess like hodgepodge on um, a paper clip is what I'm going to guess. what so so I'm guessing
1: for mine, I did a wire and then I did green stuff on top of the wire. I have no idea what this person did,
0: but even the lighting coming down onto like Thor's chest and stuff. It's just a love it.
1: well thought out. Yeah, for sure. You said this was a said collaborator of the podcast.
0: Yeah, it's old Pat. I don't know, from old uh, Secret War fame.
1: Yeah, that's Patrick who's running the Secret War.
0: A glorious human being. It's got to be said.
1: Absolutely. What's super exciting about this to me, Dylan, is Patrick is an avid Thor player, you know? So I see this and I'm like, man, this is going to a lot of table time. That has me really happy.
0: And this guy, this guy, I mean, especially anybody that's been on the Discord knows about his reclamation project. The fact that he found, I mean, because I think he finally finished it, which, you know, congratulations, man. Just Shout out on an episode about that.
1: But yeah, we should.
0: But I mean, th- now that he's found the time to like do go like do stuff like this, I mean, it's clear. <laughs> like, it's it's so interesting. Like when people are on the Discord, you can see them slowly progressing.
2: And yes, so that's such a rewarding.
0: It's amazing. And yeah. me seeing this, I'm like, this as looks, a
1: bystander, right? Yeah. This looks yeah. amazing.
0: What is he gonna pull out next? <laughs> it's like, where do we go from here?
2: Oh, all the all the characters. We haven't said what the next theme is, but we will at the end of the episode. But all of the characters to choose from with that theme, what he's going to be able to pull out of his hat, I don't know, high expectations. Sky's the limit. Agreed, agreed.
0: Okay, but I got to move on from an event, you know, I got to move on. So anybody who knows me absolutely knows that I'm a huge Loki fan. And as soon as I saw this Loki, I knew. I just knew I had to talk about it. So Loki won. This Ooh. model, very similar to the other Loki, modified oh so slightly in a very subtle way. He added the Tesseract. Yeah
2: man the power that red it's yeah, so red cool. Gosh.
0: So, I don't know what it is. It's like so simple, but it adds just so much.
2: And he doesn't draw any attention to it. You know, he doesn't he doesn't put a sign on the model or anything that says, Look here, look here, look what I did. It's just excellently painted like the rest of the model. It's it just is and it's awesome.
0: And this is another one of those, like Jesse keeps alluding to the whole like mix between MCU and comic. Yeah. Like, the model screams comic because of the bright green with like the bright yeah. like copper yellowy armor, which I am so for.
2: Big
1: fan.
0: Yeah. I, there's, nothing, anything, there's nothing about this model I don't love.
1: It's clean. Like that's mm-hmm. my biggest takeaway. Like it's clean and it's concise and it's um, so well painted. Like it's not. I don't know. I wouldn't add anything, right? Like it's one of those things. Like if you add more OSL or more colors in certain places, it might take away from how well painted this is. Yeah. And um, the Tesseract is a great feature. Rest in peace that uh, Johan Schmidt's arm <laughs> that uh, sometimes the red skull has to die for the cause that is Loki who's the better character. So 100%
0: some die that so that others may live.
1: Mm. yeah so that red skull was was cast in the trash or he at least he's painted with a severed arm which i you know i'd love to see this guy's severed arm yeah, severed arm probably. red skull with with a cap shield like next to it with blood on it i'd, I'd love that
0: oh that sounds awesome
1: oh this is a family podcast <laughs> man <laughs> chill Let's do it friends oh it's right that guy's a bad dude chris you 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 went well into that in the episode. Oh, but I know. I'm just giving you stuff. I'm giving you stuff. Giving the stuff. But that's what I would do with the remnants of that Red Skull, right? Because that's clearly where we're at. But yeah, just a nice touch. And I'm very jealous because now I'm like, ah, how do I do this for my Loki? <laughs> like, can I find a Red Skull to sever an arm, you know? So congrats for that. But Dylan, that leads to our final top three of yours, which I'm very excited to hear what it is.
0: That's right. It's Heimdall 7. So, a little bit of backstory behind this one is I know the guy who painted this one. He's actually at my store. Okay. So, uh, shout out to him. Awesome. I promise. So, this is going to sound kind of weird. If you don't understand the joke, it's fine. But this mad lad from the island of Costa Rica did such a good job on this model. So, when you actually see the picture, when you actually, like, look at it, like, you see that it's a non-metallic metal. Again, you went for, like, a non-metallic gold which just works so well with the red. But I can truthfully say in person that when you see it, it's, it's like it's way – it's even better than this picture, right? Wow. And the reason I really wanted to bring this one up is that it's a perfect example of this is what we see, like with the picture, right? But I know for a fact that if we saw any of these in person, they would just – Table like, high. Oh. So much – Like, even be Absolutely. Better.
1: This is a good conversation to bring up now, Dylan, while we're here, before we get to the winners. Like this close – Two MCP or miniature models in general is very uh, intense, right? It's very, it's very tough. Like table height always looks better, right? <laughs> this yeah. is why people call like table ready models a thing, right? When they're like, "Oh, I got my stuff assembled, and I got base coats on, and I got the base painted. It's table ready. Like it's, you know, it's ready for testing, but I've still got some painting to do. That looks better than it would with the camera in its face, right? You, you mm-hmm. take some table ready model pictures. Not looking so good, right? So I think you're, what you're saying here is like this looks clean, precise, kind of perfect in this paint job, and I could see this from being from table height, like just everything a miniature needs to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I I think the sword, because like again, being non-metal, metallic, non-metal. Metal, yeah. I think it also reflect. I think he put in like a little bit of the light reflection from the bifrost in front of it. Like I think it's it oh, a little no. red on it.
1: That's too really good. Just,
0: so, yeah, it's, it's real good. Yeah, it's, it's amazing.
1: <laughs> don't tempt me, Frodo.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's there.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is good. I mean, this is this is an experienced painter, obviously. This is pretty pretty great.
0: And again, this is another person I've seen kind of like from the beginning, like when he was like, I don't want to say like a beginning painter, but like I saw him before this. And then I see this and I'm like, yeah, you can see the clear delineation of improvement. And it, it's hard to not get excited about it. So shout out to you, buddy.
1: Absolutely. And- we mentioned a Hella earlier, but I just want to mention Hella 1 before we leave this section. Hella 1 has the skull basing. That basing. That's a lot of time. I, <laughs> I've done the very thing myself. It takes hours. Thank before goodness, I we started
2: gonna... this episode, I knew you were going to talk
1: about this. <laughs> I mean, because Chris was there. One time we were on a Discord call for like three hours. Yeah, man. Chris and I, with a couple of our buddies, we were all kind of hobbying or doing something around the house. That entire three hours, I was doing Hella's basing, completely fine. Like worth the time because I was hanging out with my buddies, doing this not an easy feat. This person kind of nailed an MCU looking Hella with a skull basing, and then they made the magic super vibrant, kind of comic magic. So mm-hmm. I find that a very cool take. It's kind of that midpoint once again. We talked about Dylan between the MCU and comics, and kind of just taking what you like as a artist, right, and doing what you want to do.
0: And of course, having multiple places to pull from just lets you pick what you like the best, you yeah, know, it's like you were just saying, you get to pick the best of both worlds, put them together and just make magic. Like, I seriously feel like if I whiff this, I would just die.
1: <laughs> That's a little extreme, but... It's one of those things like you you can pull from the best from both worlds, but you can also just flex your creative muscles, right? Where it's like, okay, maybe I'm not, maybe not the best painter, but I'm really good at basing. Or maybe I'm not the best at basing, but I'm the best painter. Like there's things where you can bridge the gap. And if you work at it, as Dylan's talked about every episode of the show, you can make stuff happen like this Hello One, right? Where it's kinda of like the best of both worlds. And that really, I don't know, speaks to me in a way because this person worked hard on this and uh exciting models to get on the table. But that's it for our honorable mentions and our top 3s each and that leads us to who got second place Dylan because this was a tight competition. Turns out we had a lot of good stuff with a lot of votes each, right?
0: Yes. Uh you could definitely tell that certain models were the ones that just managed to poke out of the poke out of the garden to get the most sunshine. Uh these two were both very good. Uh the win yeah, the first place winner is, I mean that's why he won, right? Uh we'll get to that sure. in a second, but I'll just head right on to the second into second place. So this again, this man deserves it. He gets another shout out on the same episode. Eric B walks away oh, with second place with his Heimdall four.
2: Goodness, hey, Heimdall four.
0: Now I'm going to tell you right now. When I saw this Bifrost, like I w- I wanted to ask, like, are there like LEDs in this thing? <laughs> like they look <laughs> so good. They look so vibrant. It's amazing.
1: It's kind of like uh Sarastro's Artem Zola he's working on. You're like, well, is there something going on there, Sarastro, with the lighting? It's like if uh, I were to flip
0: the model and look at the bottom of the base, is there gonna be like a little battery <laughs> on the bottom of this thing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh something that stands out immediately to me on this model, Dylan, is the unbelievable reflections off of his non-metallic sword from the Bifrost itself. Mm-hmm. That kind of sells it. And then if you look at the backside, so listeners at home make sure to scroll down the last photos because you get to see his fur collar like chris has been talking about on this episode in his backside the reflections from the blues and greens and turquoise on that very back part of his upper back unbelievable
0: yeah it's oh
1: god it's nuts right (laughs) it's (laughs) so wild how good this is
0: again purple pants
1: (laughs) purple pants man that's the secret (laughs) with lakers i'm converted i mean you guys I don't, don't even have... like the lakers but man <laughs> purple's my <laughs> proclivity. so uh you know i was trying to talk myself out of doing purple so yeah
0: it just works with the gold it's just like it's so good
1: gold it, and it's it's such a regal color right yeah, with these true. sort of asgardians so everybody just works yeah this model's crazy right dylan i mean can you get into more detail about the uh technical elements here because there's a lot going on
0: so, the key to a good non metal metallic, and I'm not even great at it myself, on something I've I, even I need to work on, is that it's all about the contrast. You need to know where the okay. light source is from. When you look at this model, you're like, I know exactly where the light source is from because he nails it. So, like, when you look, it doesn't matter what angle you look at it. So, like, I think with the best example, probably the bottom right, uh, so like the last, the, the, the fourth picture. Okay. of like his right shoulder because you look at it and then there's like the gold thing going on and then there's just like a harsh dark shadow contrast and that's what sells a, a non-metal metallic
1: that's what does it no, absolutely yeah
0: he does it over the entire model so like some people argue and say that non-metallic metal is not worth it because it looks bad at certain angles this is a marvelous example of that not being the case because the entire model looks amazing
2: couldn't have said it better myself it's the lighting the way he muted all the colors on Heimdall to help make the Rainbow Bridge pop is very well executed, very well done. But the fact that he did that so he could also mix in some of those colors on those highlights on Heimdall kind of the the light reflecting back and whatnot is just it's incredible, and the sword is the absolute coup de gras. And it helps that all of the lines on the model pull you towards looking at that sword. And it just really pulls the room together.
0: And, you know, it's again, something we've said at nauseum at this point, it's like, when you look at a model, you want to go towards the center and up. And at this one, you just start at the sword and you work up to the amazing chest and then boom, there's the face.
1: It's nuts. Yeah. You guys covered all of it. It's one of those things like, uh, Dylan, you mentioned earlier, but can you imagine this model at table height.
0: I don't think I could because I wouldn't be able to play.
1: Well, I'm just saying, like, this is its worst state a close up.
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's fair.
1: Even if I was doing a battle report with this model on the table, the camera would not be this close, right? And it's like, so unbelievable job, Eric. Good job. You deserve every part of this second place. Yeah.
0: I guess we have to talk about the thing that beat this.
1: Yeah, because it's. Crazy that this could be beat, right? And uh, I guess it's one of those things that um, every element is present in this model. That's why I got first place. Mm -hmm. We've talked about on this very show with the last episode and now this episode, the importance of technicality of paint, basing, photography, lighting, lighting on the said model, right? Like lighting through the painting. All these things are present in the model. And on top of that, Dylan, we kind of round this out because we are Fury's Finest, Theme and lore, right? So I think this model kind of nails all those things. And that's probably why it's our winner. That has to be, right?
0: Yep. Could not have said that any better.
1: Well, Dylan, tell us what it is.
0: The winner of this
1: season is
0: John B.W. with his Thor 1. Okay. And John B.W. won the last one.
1: (laughs) This is sounding like, yeah, rigged or something, Dylan. So
0: listen, don't, rigged? What are you talking about? i don't know i'm quoting
1: you i'm quoting you what you know secret wars all right
0: well okay well actually hey everybody just so everybody knows jesse's actually the winner of this painting contest he didn't even submit a model if that doesn't seem fishy i don't know what else can
1: be just win the secret wars and then (laughs) win this without doing anything
0: it's amazing anyway it's it's just so crazy
1: no it's not rigged at all john put in the work and it's very obvious here
0: his i mean okay let's we got to start somewhere the rainbow bridge
1: let's start simple yeah let's yeah, only talk right? about the rainbow bridge for a time we'll so, move on
0: the lighting on it amazing again it, i feel like there's like there must be an led inside of that thin i, I think it's acrylic which is amazing on its own because i think he, yeah. i think he even told me he custom made that has to be like he custom made i mean Lord. like you feel like it'd be like a board game piece and he just like put it on this mod i mean i don't know how else to describe it it's amazing but you can actually feel the bifrost coming either down or out of the ground.
1: Right. So it looks like he did acrylic and then he used water and ice effects on the set acrylic, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. I'm saying like to really sell the crystallization.
0: Yeah. I get that's gotta be what he did. I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll pitch in on the discord.
1: But then Dylan, after the crystallization, look, he went the next element and did edge highlighting and OSL from the Bifrost to like sell, it really is this vibrant crystal lighting up.
0: And I think he did a marvelous example of like less is more because it's not the Heimdall full 360 all the whole time, but it's like, it's much more, it's a lot smaller so that he was able okay. to like control the lighting a lot better.
1: Very good. Yeah. And you're talking about the lighting a lot, the lighting, there's a lot of this lighting on Thor. And we're just going to talk about over here. Thor is fairly monochromatic with one tone, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and the Bifrost was kind of the star of the show. And I, I love that take.
0: Now, one thing that I think does need to be mentioned is the arm is like the armor. Again, I think that's an MC, MCU thing. Yes. With the arm yes. armor, because I'm pretty sure the sculpt itself is supposed to just be like bare skin. Right. So he custom painted in like scale mail.
1: balance, <laughs> Yeah. That's the that kind of thing yeah like the connection to the gauntlets is what i mean yeah yeah
0: so like the actual again like like just a little add a little touch that really just pulled it out of like you know you just notice it like your brain you may not even notice it but your brain does and you're just Uh, like
1: this model is different i don't know why he was like you know make this arm harder as if i I made it more like a colossus (laughs) arm i made it more like a colossus (laughs) arm instead of just skin yeah not easy very impressive. <laughs> it's very you cool. you do
0: that, and then you also add in, like, a metallic, like, you know, the light bouncing off of it effect that is happening on his left arm. from like the On this armor. So it's like, what the heck, man?
1: <laughs> well, you know, on the show, like, how biased Chris and I are towards the scale mill, because we've talked about, sing- we've sung the praises recently about the new cap, right? With the scale mill, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's so good because of that scale mill, because cap's fully armored up the whole way right and uh this guy custom made that very effect
0: (laughs) you can't have scale mail without fabulous boots
1: that's been proven good point you're preaching the choir here (laughs) boots for life and uh yeah i mean this gosh we we can't sell the osl enough right on this right because like i think him doing all armor instead of skin tone sells the lighting more because thor is armored up from head to toe his legs his arms everything's armored but his face and hands and this bifrost is lighting up one side more yellow and orange his feet a green and blue and then his other leg a kind of purple and dark blue tone right and that's kind of like selling this sort of acrylic with OSL, with ice and water effects on top of it, more.
0: And also a lightning bolt in Meow Meow. Why Once you not you take it over the top? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah,
1: right. A hand painted lightning bolt. And well, let's not undersell this cape, right? Like it's super vibrant red on the top, but I love these tones underneath where the purple is kind of reflecting off the black red undertone of the cape, right? Absolutely insane.
0: It's like it's sad because when you talk
2: about it, like I feel like my words are trapped. <laughs> from like how good it is
1: there's no way we can explain this you just need to go to the flicker yeah. right now have yeah. to look
2: at this you have yeah. to look if you look at no other no other entries that you have to look at this one
0: this is a perfect example like I, I got the email and i opened it up and i got the like mr bean face i was like, <laughs> like what <laughs> like, what am i, I mean, looking
2: at i, I can't be real <laughs> i i expect this is something i expect to see come through on my like instagram feed
1: you no, know. this is like, no, it's better than that, Chris. This, this like wins like a Depticon.
2: That's what, what I'm saying. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. those are the people I, I look at their models, right?
1: Those are yeah, the people absolutely. coming through yeah. on my feed. And, uh, goodness. Um, something we haven't mentioned yet, which I think is very notable because I think this kind of extends on what Dylan was talking about yeah. earlier with the, the use of the Bifrost a different way custom base again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the custom base is like layers of slate. And tufts. And it's since it's layers of slate, and instead of the normal Thor rocky base, you've kind of got the Bifrost at different tiers mm. of the slate. And this is creating different tiers of interest, but different tiers of lighting too. And it's actually extending the Bifrost further away from Thor's body because, I mean, Maybe one of the only complaints we have with the AMG Heimdall sculpt is the fact that he's on a 35 millimeter and the bifrost is so close, right? Like, can you imagine that, that Heimdall thing, lizard base, They'd right? Yeah, yeah. So, John got around that by extending the slight throughout the sides of the base, right? Like, it's giving a little bit more width. To the model mm-hmm. which is we're very lucky we can do an mcp because we have no true line of sight you know they encourage this type of thing if you want to get creative and it gives the bifrost more space but also like makes the lighting more interesting because you can actually see more of the lighting on thor's body because you're not seeing the bifrost so close in proximity right. Does that make sense and the slate gave him more opportunities to
2: display the lighting I know the OSL's out of control, and the richness of colors in the in the Bifrost is just nuts. Small, so. small
0: aside, I'm gonna, I, John, I see you. This is the same type of basing you did on that cap. It's the same thing. It's it's got kind the, the slaty, and those are the same. He's got those little ferns coming out of the. I see, John, I see you. you
1: he, are, he wants to uniformity with his army. I like it, yeah, but but that. John, I will say, on his last cap, he kind of had more of a
0: just a rocky like
1: base that went into a a dirt yeah. mound, right? So this is this is more rocky. This is more like a mountainous thing, and I like it a lot, but I like that the Bifrost, oh gosh, Chris was just talking about it, but that green, that tiny green section, yeah, it's so cool. unbelievable <laughs> kryptonite color yep. with kryptonite glow off of it that's shooting off the front of the slate. That was hand painted. That's nuts. Incredibly well done. I mean, John, you outdid yourself from the cap. I don't know how you did it, but you did it. To
0: get, you know, John's an okay painter. What's right. I guess I'll have to admit it. He's okay. Okay. You know, he keeps <laughs> He keeps winning these painting contests, whatever, I guess. No, seriously, John, like you got a talent, man. You got a skill. You're better than me. I love it.
1: <laughs> I mean, we 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 all love it here. Yeah. This We is, all love this. it. I can't wait to see what John does next, but I mean, Dylan, you kind of mentioned in this competition, now we're at the end of the winners before we get to our raffle prize winners, but I keep saying it. I'm mean, keep saying it again, every model in this contest, I would take in a list and be thrilled to have like absolutely the game of this competition the enthusiasm of our listeners and participants is kind of insane right
0: yeah uh i think it's i mean could you imagine if like a bunch of these people got into a room and just started talking about painting, like painting tips and all that kind of
1: stuff oh my gosh yeah <laughs> it, no i can't uh, it would be too much <laughs> There'd be some sort of implosion. But yeah, yeah, that that leads us to the final section of our very show, which is because the number of people we had, Dylan, right? Yep. You and I talk about this every time. We're going to have one or two default raffle winners every time, no matter what the numbers are. We're just going to have one or two. Yep. And then if the number increases, we're going to increase that number more for the raffle random prize winner. So every time you're submitting entries to this, even if you don't win first or second place, you have a chance to win just as many prizes as the first or second place winner, right?
0: Yep. And you're also kind of serving your community in a way, because you're helping other people get stuff maybe they wanted. You know? right. Even if you like you don't get anything. So you get to like feel good about that.
1: Inspiration. Yeah. Uh all around, right? Like you're you're helping people stay focused on their Like paint goals, and then also everyone has a chance to win, right? So basically what Dylan does every time with this contest is the first and second place winner are taken out of this raffle, and then Dylan randomizes it. And now we're going to go through those four randomized raffle winners. So starting with the first, who do we have, Dylan?
0: So through the power of random.org, I have withdrawn the following names. So number one, it'll be Kara N. Okay. Uh, That one's going to be fairly easy because she lives real close to me.
2: Right. She lives sure. in my
0: house. <laughs> so that'll be a nice, easy ship for once.
2: Speaking nice. of rigged. Hey.
0: rigged. hey. hey,
1: Mention what she had, by, by the way, while we're here. Oh, I, I yeah. She should
0: She's the only one that painted a Valkyrie. And
2: that's
1: right. A
0: Valkyrie inspired by love and thunder.
1: That's right. Test yeah, that's very cool. Very creative.
0: Because the thing, we went and saw the movie, and she was like, oh, my God, I want to paint it that way. I love her outfit. I said, yeah. All right. Let's get Any test of Valkyries,
1: there. I'm a I'm a sucker for, 100%. 100%.
2: 100%.
0: Gotta love the white and blue. Yeah. And then the second winner is Eric R. The third winner is awesome. Andy B. And the fourth winner is Alistair C. So uh, guys, reach out to me on Gmail or through the Discord. Uh, give me an address in whichever prize you would like. If you go back to the sign-up sheet, there is a separate tab at the bottom with the prizes on it. Uh, we got some really cool stuff in there. Like I said, thanks to Rusty. There's an amazing piece of art in there, like in a frame. That's the black. Yeah, it's super cool. Very, very like cartoony, like something you would see, like a fair kind of art. It's really incredible. Yeah, You have to see. I've actually put a picture of it in there to actually sort that.
1: You, know, you could actually see. Nice.
0: But reach out to me with whatever you want. If I don't hear from you, I'll try and reach out. Some of the people, it's kind of like their emails, like don't match up with their names. And like, I don't know some of these people Discord names. So if you don't hear from me, I probably don't know how to reach you. So just give me a shout and I'll send it to you. I do send it across the big oceans if you would like. But like last year, I should mention, if you don't want a prize, I will redraw a name for someone else. So someone someone will get a prize even if you do not want it. So if you would like to be a fun member of the community, someone will get something.
1: Awesome. And Dylan, once more with feeling, where can everyone reach out and find you? And I'll put all this in the show notes too.
0: So you can reach me at Fury Painting, which is the email that you should be sending the entries to and all that. If you just have questions or anything, I will, I check on in there every once in a while, whenever I get time, reach out to me on discord at Dr. D number four, three, four, zero. And I will, I'm usually very quick to answer on discord.
1: Yep. Absolutely true. And you said people have been finding you at different conventions, right? And stuff like that.
0: So I went to a tournament, funnily enough, not too long ago, and somebody came up and they're like, are you Dr. D? Are you the one of the guys that does those painting articles in the the painting contest for Furious Finals?" I was like, yeah, that's me. He's like, and he actually thanked me. He's like, thanks, man. Wow. I like, i really started painting models and that, that like, your articles
2: really helped me. That's awesome. Like, You're welcome, that's buddy. That's amazing.
0: I was trying to rush out because I was starving to death, but I felt so <laughs> bad. I was like, but yeah, I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> I help somebody. Yeah, Dylan. <laughs> amazing.
1: You're in it now. This is this is why we do it. Yeah, you know? I
0: yeah. guess the the splash character for all the the different uh, podcasts of MCP. Um, it should be said that I have also received many emails of people saying like, you know, I just didn't like painting, and now I like it. I'm doing this. And wow, it just warms my heart. And you got multiple people saying like thanks for doing the contest cause I wasn't painting and all this blah blah, blah. pulled a couple people out of there awesome. painting funks. I mean you just you can't make my black heart any more you know warm. I love it,
1: more blue. I, I
0: read every email you guys send me, so if you guys ever need help or want to talk or reach out or whatever, I am always here for you guys. So don't be afraid to reach out.
1: And I'll link all Dylan's information in the show notes. If you are one of these said winners or someone who has a question about this contest or the next contest, because we're announcing the next contest now. And that's the fall contest, right, Dylan?
0: Yes, sir. Uh, so I consulted with John again. I'm uh, getting very familiar with him. And <laughs> we uh, he he definitely uh, took some feedback because a couple of people were saying they wanted like a more open Okay. Uh, theme and he, sure. and he obviously loved it i mean the guy likes the paint i'm sure he could sell any theme and he'd probably do it uh so are you guys ready for the I'm ready. next theme for the fall painting gallery with no name
1: yep fall to winter chris are you ready on the edge of my seat same
0: so the theme for the fall painting gallery with no name is characters with flight so if they have the flight keyword, obviously, for MCP or Marvel models, that makes it very easy. Now, if it comes to other universes or whatever, because I've always said that whatever works. So if you have, like, DC characters, like, obviously, you have your Supermans and all that.
1: Reach out to you, right?
0: Reach out to me. I'll probably okay it most. You know, it, it's pretty self-explanatory most of the time. But if you have a character you're really just die-hard on doing just like I said, reach out and I'll give you an answer
1: as quick as I can. Okay. This is very exciting, Dylan, because I'm here flight and I think we're in the month of October. Good one. It, you know, Sentinels are coming out right now. Do,
0: are Sentinels known to fly? Do they do that?
1: Yeah. They're known to fly Dylan. Oh, Oh geez. <laughs> they get oh where they need to be, you oh know? <laughs> and uh very interesting from an MCP rule standpoint, right? They're size five with flight, the short movers. Like there's a lot of things going on that are AMG guys just, making sure the lore is clear right
0: i mean i can only imagine the different kind of like colored metallics that are going to come out of those guys
1: oh man there you go
0: just yeah it's, it's going to be
1: crazy i'm excited
0: but yeah right. i'm sure we'll get a couple sentinels
2: my mind is a flutter with possibilities uh, for myself as i will be entering uh in the fall painting contest with no name oh yeah very excited I-
0: yeah, Chris has joined the esteemed members of the painting guild. That is uh, the people that paint for this Discord or for this
2: podcast.
1: That's right. Happy to be here.
0: I'll
2: send oh, you. We're your announcing badge. it now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no problem.
1: yeah. Chris has been talking about this on the podcast for some time. His uh raised into painting, right?
2: So,
0: Chris, now, if you were to enter into this contest, would you
2: want to know what the rules are? I would be moderately interested in knowing the rules. <laughs> yes. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Well, Chris. All right. Make
2: sure you write this down.
0: Are you ready? Okay. Here we go. So make sure you take a picture of your Uh unpainted or lightly painted model. Take a picture. Uh That's right. And then what you do is you just—I don't know—when you're done painting it, you know, before the deadline, which I'll say in here in a second, just take four pictures of it. Only four? Yeah, only four. Just you know, paint them up and send them to me, and you know, before the deadline, and uh, maybe I'll put them into the next contest, and maybe you will win a prize.
2: That seems
1: pretty straightforward
0: it's pretty simple and you'd be amazed at how many people have difficulty with that sometimes
1: (laughs) it's more important the theme right theme number one is character with flight
0: no jesse fun yeah fun is the most important part but yes if you if you like you said anybody who's scared you don't think you're a good painter you don't think you got what it takes i don't care this season alone proves that you guys know how to paint (laughs) what you're worried about right so good you send me something, and I mean, there's no way no one's going to say anything—not positive. They're going to look at what you did, and they're going to celebrate what you did. They're going to, and they're going to love you for it. <laughs> just send, just send it, and just paint this model. Send it. You might win something. I mean, there's literally no
1: downsides. they'll pay
0: attention to you. I mean, that's awesome.
1: Maybe <laughs> it's true. Man. I will mention while we're here, guys. The original Human Torch has flight. So he, does. he just came out. So get that torch paint job out there. Oh man.
2: All the alt colors you could do with that torch could be a real, claims, real show games. of skill. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely.
0: So Chris, make sure you finish that model before uh-huh. February 6th.
2: Oh, that seems like I have a good four months. Yeah, you got plenty of time and you definitely don't want to wait until
0: the last like 10 days to paint it.
2: (laughs) That's
1: true. (laughs)
0: Shout out. I want to get a (laughs) a head
2: start so I can make it as good as I can. Also, also maybe know that I need to abort on that model and get a different one.
0: And again, if you paint more than one model and you take a picture of pre-picture of it, of all of them, you can send whichever one you think is the best
1: that's the plan it's not hard shout out adam h <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah he gets a true hero that man was on
1: a tear he yeah. just decided oh I, I have six or so <laughs> at the end of the season which one do i want to submit yeah perfect. so cool like yeah and now he's so got great. this awesomely painted as guardian army TV, man like what a what a great way man just gosh cool. So to reiterate one once more with feeling while we're here, before we go to the outro, February 6th is the next due date. So that means your entry needs to be in before then to Dylan's email at furypainting, furypainting at gmail.com. And if you have any questions, email dylan at furypainting.com or discord Dylan or discord us here on Fury's us Any questions, but your entries are due by then. So we have four months. I know the holidays are coming up, right Dylan, but mm-hmm. four months should be enough time to do one character with flight. If you just think start thinking about it now, which is very exciting. And I'm really excited about this theme in particular. I know the first time we had a leader, which was pretty wide, Mm -hmm. but there's only so many leaders. And I think flight is kind of an interesting foray because we don't, we we just don't know what people are going to do. Right. Look, we're not going to, we're not going to get five Heimdall's. We're just not right. So I'm really excited to see, like, maybe someone has something as simple or as far back as a course at Iron Man, right? All the way to a brand new Sentinel they just gotten like, from their local game store, right? So the possibilities are pretty endless. You just got to find a model with flight on their card in MCP. And as Dylan's mentioned in the past, if you're painting Marvel United or something, okay, you're painting that chibi Sentinel. I don't like it as much as the AMG Sentinel, but if it's doing it for you...
0: But the voters might.
1: yeah. Like, you might just win with that signal, right? And it's less about winning. As Dylan said, it's about completing models and doing this together. And then everyone gets potential prizes.
0: And I can actually say, because somebody counted it, John, funnily enough, he said that there are specifically 36 models with flight in MCP. have <laughs> love <choices>. it.
1: <laughs> that's right now, my friend. As of
0: now, right, yeah. We've got
1: four months between now and the end of the competition. You know, AMG is probably going to release one more model with flight at least.
0: Iceman, right?
1: He's coming soon, right? He flight? Time will tell. I have no idea. I have no, <laughs> no idea. We're both just like, who knows? Yeah, Dylan, uh, thanks for the rules, and we will obviously record you doing an intro very soon for this contest to remind people at the top of the show. Because, uh, yeah, we got four months of uh, holidays, and maybe this is a way to uh, inspire yourself to work through the holidays, because sometimes that is a hard time to work on hobby, right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, you got family and all that stuff, and sometimes you just got to sit down, escape for a second, and just, just escape into your paint pot.
1: There it is. Paint some metallic Sentinels, just do it. Just do it. Just do it.
2: Fury's Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Fury's Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Fury's Finest.
1: Follow the show on social media. Find us on Twitter at Fury's Finest Cast and Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch at Fury's Finest. Email us at Fury's Finest at gmail.com with any inquiries, ideas, or collaborations. And leave us reviews on your podcast platform of choice to help the show grow. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for our show's music. And
2: like Jesse said, help spread the word about our show. Subscribe, rate, and review. It seriously means the world to us, and I hate that I have to say this every episode.
1: But it happens. Yeah. You can find Chris and I online. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Jesse Akin, S-J-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. Chris, where can
2: everyone find you? You can follow me on Twitter, at Chris Bruffett, B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T. Man, it's going to be basketball season like in a few days. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. oh, Oh, I'm so excited.
0: You're lucky you don't live where I live because it's all about the hockey.
1: I like hockey. That's a very different world.
0: Yeah. I mean, you brewing fans especially. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> well, Dylan, while you're here, where can everyone find you on Discord and, of course, for the painting competition?
0: You can find me at Fury Painting. That's where I'm at. And if you don't want to send an email, send me a Discord message to Dr. D at 4340, and you'll get an answer. I promise.
1: Perfect. Well, this was a fun episode to cover the end of this summer season. Now we're starting the fall. We're fully into the fall. Let's uh, enjoy the fall with our flight models and painting them. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode where we kind of covered all of our honorable mentions. I got to mention while we're here, guys, if there was time, we would cover every single model on this list, right? We would would just do it because I have something to say about every model on this list. So, Absolutely. It's really tough to narrow down to just like a couple honorable mentions each. But uh, if you had submitted to this competition, like, no, we extensively looked at all your stuff and it really means a lot to us. You participate in this community event. And as Dylan said, it means a lot to everyone else participating, right? This is sort of like a runner's club or something, right? Where it's like just showing up and doing the work. You're doing so much for the community. And that means a lot.
0: You are the each person that submitted is a pillar of the entire community itself. Well said. It
1: cannot exist without you. No, absolutely. And we're intending to grow this more in the future and like all you early members are making this happen right now, right? So this is one of those things we want to continue to grow and expand and improve. And everyone that's doing it now is laying the groundwork. So we cannot thank you enough, but thank you for joining us. And thank you for listening, true believers. Excelsior. Keep
0: it popping guys. The world has gotten even stranger that you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong.